This podcast is part of the C-Suite Radio Network, turning the volume up on business. Welcome to Socially Supportive, where you'll hear the hottest insights and discover cutting-edge technology as we take you behind the scenes with the latest authors, top executives, and industry thought leaders. This is Customer Care the Social Way with your host, Frankie Sochet. Episode 151 of the Socially Supportive Podcast is brought to you by The Social Pack. Get on the inside to stay on the top side. Head on over to sociallysupportive.com and join today for the latest tips, tricks, and technology in digital and social customer care. Also brought to you by Bluehost. The best web hosting for just $3.95 a month Bluehost is the number one recommended web hosting service by WordPress.org. Every account features one-click WordPress installation. Plus, Bluehost's trained in-house experts are there to help 24-7. Their robust help center includes guides, video tutorials, and more. You can try them and love them or get a refund within 30 days of signing up. Your satisfaction is their top priority and they're confident you'll be pleased with their services. So head on over to sociallysupportive.com and click the Bluehost picture for more information today. Hello, Social Pack. Welcome to Thoughtful Thursday, or as I like to refer to it, Friday Eve, because Friday is right around the corner. And that's either awesome because you're looking forward to and excited about the weekend, or it's not good news because you've got a lot of work to do and you didn't realize it was already Thursday. So hopefully it's the first and not the latter. All right, we are continuing with our theme this week, talking about Facebook and the Cambridge Analytica fiasco. So on Manic Monday, I talked to you about how you can be reporting on how your Facebook usage was impacted or not impacted in the wake of this situation. So make sure that you tune back to episode 148, reporting on Facebook use, if you didn't hear Monday's episode. And then episode 149, I talked to you about transparency around Facebook data collection and how you can make sure that your company is being very transparent with your customers about what data you're collecting, what you do with it, and providing them a little additional data on the Facebook website about apps, if you've got an app that they're logging in and using information with you and just some more things that customers can know. Wisdom Wednesday, episode 150. Can you believe that we're already on episode 151 today? There's so much information in all those episodes. So I highly recommend that if you haven't listened to them, you go back and listen to the ones that you've missed because there's so much in there that can help improve your program. Anyway, Wednesday, episode 150, we talked about the six Facebook restrictions on personal data access. You want to know this because when customers ask you, how can I be assured that my data is safe with you on Facebook, you can refer to the steps that Facebook is taking restricting personal data access, those six things, and the customers can just be more informed. But today we're going to talk about transparency and how that's more important than ever in the wake of this fiasco. Before we get into that, I want to let you know where I'm going to be, where you can catch me. So you can catch me at Smart Customer Service 2018. I'll be speaking there at the Renaissance DC Hotel, April 9th through the 11th. That's a little more than a week away. 
So come on out and see me. You can tweet me at at if you're going to be there or email me at frankie at socially supportive.com. Maybe we can grab a cup of coffee and talk more about your program. You can find out more information about attending that event if you go to sociallysupportive.com slash smart2018. All the information about how to get registered, where you stay, how you get there, all of that is in that link there. So make sure that you go check that out. And if you're not able to make it there, you can also catch me June 7th through the 8th at the Insight Group's Customer Service Summit West in San Diego. I'll be there covering the event and I'll be moderating several panels as I've done many times in the past. So make sure that you come out and catch that. There are great speakers that they bring out to that event every year. You don't want to miss it. So you can catch me there. Now, if you want to work with me and you can't wait to catch me at either one of these events, then head on over to the new page that was designed for me. It is at sociallysupportive.com and you can just click the tab that says work with Frankie and you can get all kinds of information about how you can work with me. I do coaching, I do consulting, I do speaking. So whatever it is that you need from me, check it out over there, get more information about it, and then reach out so we can get connected. All right, let's move on to today's inspiration. Today's inspiration comes to us from Chris Butler, who said, trust is earned when actions meet words. And our book of the day is by Shep Hyken, and it's titled Amaze Every Customer Every Time. So what are we talking about today? Today, we are talking about how transparency is critical in social customer care. And I'm going to do something I try not to do to you too often. I'm going to nerd out on social science with you for just a minute. Now, normally, I keep all the social science to myself because this is a show about customer care being delivered over digital channels, social media being one of them, support chat being another, community being another place where we deliver customer care. However, the information that I give you is oftentimes underpinned by social science. And one of the theories that we talk about a bit, you may have caught it on a few episodes, one of the theories we talk about from social science quite a bit is the expectancy violations theory. Now, Not to get too deep into it, but according to Wikipedia, three things. One, relational transgressions are violations of the perceived rules of the relationships. What? Okay, what this means is when you're in a relationship with somebody and social media is all about creating relationships, relationships between a brand and a consumer. And we're trying to make sure that we personify our brand images. So we're trying to give a personality to our brand over social media, right? You can see this in brands that do a great job of it, like Discover. Discover has all these commercials about how they are talking to you, how you would talk to you. You see these commercials where it's the customer asking a question and then you go flap over to the other side and it's suddenly that same customer is the agent. So you can tell that there's this great connection because it's just like talking to themselves or their twin sister or, you know, it was a great set of commercials. So we're trying to make all of these interactions on social media feel like personal connection. So 
when there is a relationship in this personal nature and the customer perceives that someone has violated the rules of this relationship, then this is an expectancy violation, right? An example of this in a personal relationship would be having an affair, having some sort of deception, or being disloyal, okay? So just hold on to that for a second. I promise it'll make sense in a second. Two of three is acts of disregard show that the partner is unimportant. This could be as simple as excluding a partner or a friend from a collective activity. This is a second trait, first trait of expectancy violations theory, and I'm not sharing all of them with you. I'm only sharing what's relevant to what we're talking about today, but relational transgressions are when the one party perceives that some other party has violated the rules of the relationship. And the second is that acts of disregard are happening when one party thinks that the other party is showing them that they're unimportant, they're disregarding whatever the other party's input is. Third of three is relationship de-escalation signifies a decrease in commitment of the communicator. An example might be spending more time apart. Okay, so those are three types of behaviors that can be involved in expectancy violation. Somebody has violated the perceived rules of the relationship. Somebody is disregarding the other party and treating them as unimportant. And one party de-escalates the relationship because they want to signify a decrease in commitment to the other party. Now, what does this have to do with transparency? So like I said, this week we're talking about Facebook and Cambridge Analytica and that whole debacle. Here's what I saw when I was doing research for this week. I saw that people feel that Facebook has violated perceived rules, right? Facebook has put out there in legalese kind of terms, and you can go find it on the website. It says what information they're going to take and have access to and share it. You know, all of that is available. But people feel that they have been deceived. People didn't know in a way that they could comprehend and understand what all Facebook could be doing with their data and what all Facebook was letting other people have access to. So they feel like Facebook has violated perceived rules. And I also noticed that people feel that Facebook is treating them as unimportant in acts of disregard, right? Because Facebook is, if we look back, it says this could be as simple as excluding a partner or a friend from a collective activity. It can be perceived that Facebook, because consumers using Facebook are not Facebook's customer, the people that Facebook is selling information to or ad space to is their customer. So it kind of feels like to some people from what I'm seeing out there, it looks like people feel that Facebook is treating them as unimportant and just giving away their data without their express knowledge. And that makes people feel like Facebook doesn't care. So what are people doing? The third one, relationship de-escalation. 
people are attempting to spend more time apart or end their Facebook relationship altogether. This is where this hashtag delete Facebook is coming from because people feel like Facebook violated perceived rules and is treating them like they don't matter. So they're just going to break up with Facebook. This is classic expectancy violations theory. Facebook has violated the consumer's expectations, even though they have not fully concealed what it is that they're doing with data. They haven't really been completely transparent either. So that's what I share with you about expectancy violations theory. Now, what happened as a result of people feeling this way? Delete Facebook hashtag took off like we just talked about. Also very important, stock prices for Facebook tumbled 16% from baseline as of March 23rd of 2018. And high profile people like Elon Musk deleted certain Facebook accounts. Now, people aren't leaving Facebook in mass exodus. I don't think that that's going to happen. But people are taking a stand. People like Cher were on Twitter talking about how, you know, they hate to do it because Facebook has been good for them in some way, but that they just can't stand for something like this. And some companies pulled advertising from Facebook, big companies. So will Facebook fail because of this? No, of course, Facebook isn't going to fail. But the brand has taken another hit and they've taken hit after hit lately. So what can we learn from this? We are not Facebook. Most people listening to this are not Facebook. You're with some other large brand around the globe running your business. So but what can we learn from this use case where Facebook is going through this? They violated the expectations of their customers, whether the customers were justified in having this expectation or not. What, what can we take from this? I give you three major things that we can learn from Facebook and the Cambridge Analytica debacle that we can use in delivering great social customer care. Number one, be transparent with your customers. Data is ever more searchable these days. And just because data is not accessible today doesn't mean that people can't figure out how to go back and find that data later. So whatever your company is doing, even though your actions may not be public now, they could be in the future. So you want to make sure that you are being very transparent with your customers to the extent that you can be just be honest with them and make sure that your dealings are above board. On that note, two of three is to be fanatical about doing the right thing. Speak up about policies and procedures in your company that don't work. I've said before, and I've heard it said before, that social media is really just a megaphone that lets you know about broken processes and procedures in your company, what's wrong in your organization, what's not working right. And so social media is just letting you know and amplifying what needs to be corrected. So when you see that there are policies and procedures that don't work at your company, speak up and let somebody know. And go out of your way to highlight for customers things they should know. If you have a situation where a customer's handed a piece of paper 
or has been provided with some disclosures that you know that they probably haven't read because you wouldn't read them yourself, it's okay to go through and highlight those things for a customer when it becomes important to them or before it's going to become important to them. Next, don't just talk about doing the right thing, actually do the right thing consistently. Doing the right thing consistently is the best advice I've ever heard in terms of making sure that you provide excellent customer service. If you don't feel like you're doing the right thing, you're probably not. And you need to make sure that you can change that to feel good about what it is that you're doing. And if you're being untruthful with your customers, at some point, people are probably going to find out sooner or later, and then your integrity is on the line, and then you can't be trusted. So third of three things that we can learn from this debacle is to be proactive when troubles arise. There was a lot that I saw online of people wanting to understand why Mark Zuckerberg and why Sheryl Sandberg didn't come forward sooner and let people know what was happening. It took a while. And Facebook is not completely transparent with the things that they do. They never have been. They don't have a customer service number. That was one thing that was pointed out. Why doesn't Facebook have a customer service number that we can get to? You know why? Because Facebook users are not Facebook's customer. They are Facebook's product that's being sold. So be proactive when trouble arises. You can refer to episode 42, what to include in your crisis communication plan. But I will give you these three things. Have a plan, practice the plan, and respond quickly. That delay in response can read to the public as guilt, and it can read to the public as a lack of concern for the public, which doesn't really do anything positive for your brand image. So you want to make sure that you've already got a plan in place and that you practice the plan because that will allow you to respond quickly. You do have to make sure that you know exactly what you want to say on behalf of the brand, that it's well thought out. But days of old, well thought out meant that you had a few days to pull your thoughts together and decide how you wanted to position your company in front of the public when a crisis happened. Nowadays, it means that you've got to think of as many things as you can in advance that might happen to your company and have some responses in your brand voice that makes sense so that you can get out in front of things quickly. Making sure that you do those three things will help you not be in the position that Facebook is in right now when you're dealing with a crisis. Make sure that you're being transparent. Today's episode is brought to you by craftbeerclub.com. Good people drink good beer. Get the finest craft beers from America's best microbreweries delivered right to your door. They search out exceptional craft beers from around the country and then deliver the monthly beer club selections direct to you or your gift recipient's door. You can choose an ongoing beer club membership or craft beer club gifts to ship monthly, every other month, or even quarterly. This is a fantastic gift for the craft beer enthusiast in your life. Give 1 to 12 shipments and receive up to 3 bonus gifts and an additional $25 bonus with your order. So, head on over to sociallysupportive.com and click the craftbeerclub.com picture today for more information. 
All right, guys, this has been Thoughtful Thursday. Make sure that you tune in tomorrow where we will continue learning all we can about Facebook and Cambridge Analytica. And we are going to talk about how you can show your customers that you care. Until then, and even after then, I am Frankie Soche. Thank you so much for tuning in and I'll catch you tomorrow. Bye for now. Thanks for listening to Socially Supportive. Want more? Head on over to sociallysupportive.com to join the social pack and find the best tips, tricks, and technology to take your team from okay to outstanding in no time.